God, you're an amazing God. You're a wonderful God. So, Lord, as we continue with this service, we ask that you continue having your way. Move in a mighty way, Lord. So we humbly come to the throne. We ask that you have your way in the rest of the service, that we surrender it to you. You increase as we decrease, because it's all about you, Lord. So whatever happens, we want to make sure that you get all the glory, all the honor. So Lord, anoint me afresh. Touch my mouth. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Before you see the look, stop high five with five people say, yes, he will do it. Today, I, I want to talk to you about this, this concept called battle rhythm. And this, this came to me by a friend of mine, a very good dear friend of mine named um, Sheldon. And, and we were working on Orlando campus, launching and getting things going with the Orlando campus. And, and he's a part of the team that's you know, boots on the ground, working, walking, connecting dots, connecting individuals uh, for us because we, we don't live down there. So it's a big difference between setting up the Long Island campus and setting up the Orlando campus. Because I lived out here, so it was easier. You know, we had members, so things moved much more smoother. And uh, Sheldon said, he, he, he gave me this concept. He said, Jamal, in order for us to be successful, this has to be a battle rhythm. And I said, what do you mean by that? He, you know, because it sounds like uh, you know, a, a military term. He said, it is a military term. And I said, wow, you know, this is amazing. So I went and started looking up and under, trying to understand the whole concept of, of battle rhythm. And, and I started looking at how we all live at a rhythm, right? We all, we all move at a rhythm. And I said, okay, so battle rhythm can speak to different aspects. But I'm going to speak about the spiritual battle rhythm. Understanding that, especially in the time Dr. Ryan has been talking about the spiritual war, and, 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 and invisible war and what we're dealing with and, and looking at the spiritual aspect as well as the physical aspect. And, and most likely, most of the time, we, what, what we see in the physical is just something that's been happening in the spiritual. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about Daniel and, and, and Daniel, you know, was, was petitioning to God just for some understanding of a, a dream he had. And they said in the beginning, he said, God heard him in the beginning. God, you know, God responded in the beginning. But, but it took three weeks for Daniel to receive Right? It took about three weeks for Daniel to receive the word from the Lord because there was a battle going on. Yes. You know, we're going to jump into Ephesians and we'll talk about this, but I got my man Julian right here. Right? Because I tried to understand, okay, what, what do you mean by that? And, and Julian's going to help, us, help me explain what I'm talking about because some people walk to a rhythm that doesn't make sense. Right? And then some people walk to a rhythm that doesn't match up with the rhythm that God set up. So, so Julian, give me a basic rhythm, right? Go ahead. Now, give me, give me, give me a messed up rhythm. Give me a messed up rhythm, like something that you wouldn't even play. But that still sounded good. Give me, it's got to be. <laughs> okay, let me do it. Yeah, bring it out. See, because what happens is, we have to understand. So, so there, there is, in order for people to get in line, so in the military, what they started doing was creating a cadence. And part of that cadence was to get people in line, to get people moving to the same beat. See, think about it. If you're in a club, you, you well, BC days. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> Have you ever gone to a, 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 a quiet listening party? It's a new thing out. Right, so if, if, you, if you ever go into the quiet listening party, you throw on headphones, right? You're, you're, you're previewing the, the album that's uh, being released, but everybody is on their own song, right? So you got a person doing the two-step, right? Then you got somebody just going in, like, <laughs> right, right? But there's no order. It looks very chaotic, right? But we, 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 when, when God wants to get, and, and this is some of our, our uh, rhythms. Right? That's, that's some, some, some of our rhythms. Okay, that's what some of us think is a rhythm. Right? And we go in, we, like, we, we're doing our thing, right? But then God says, no, 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 no. Let me establish a rhythm for you to work with. See, because most successful individuals understand that there's a rhythm to life. And they live in this rhythm. And sometimes the rhythm can slow down, speed up, or be moderate. But they always stay in the rhythm. And the question is, what is your spiritual battle rhythm today? Right. Where are you spiritually between you and God? Because remember, and if, okay, I'm not going to go ahead of myself, but Julian, give me, give me a good rhythm. Something funky. Yeah, something like off of, uh, yeah, drumline. You got it? You don't want to play no more? No, I'm not playing no more. I don't know how to play that. <laughs> so I wrote this. Too often, we try to attack the effect, but we don't attack the cause. In order to change something, you have to start at the cause and never at the effect. So from a spiritual perspective, what rhythm are you walking to? Are you walking to your own rhythm? Or are you walking to a rhythm that God designed for you? A gentleman by the name of Jeffrey Schwartz, just to give you some more understanding of battle rhythm as we go a little further. Battle rhythm, business battle rhythms are important because they pace, the pace of business today is extremely fast. With the internet and communication technologies available, most companies, even the smallest competitor, can outflank a large competitor to gain an advantage in the market. Therefore, knowledge management is less about technology and more about identifying the right information, putting in that information into context, and how that, how that information can fit with the end game. And then collaborating and sharing information with the right people. And I just, just to give you understanding, because so you won't think I'm making this up, but we can easily apply this to our own spiritual battle rhythm. With this new day and age, technology and life is moving so much faster. And because technology is moving so much faster, everything is at our fingertips. Temptations and sin 
becomes much more easier to fall to. Our battle with our flesh and the enemy needs much more strategic approach. First, we need to, number one, understand our battle. Make sure we're in the right battle. Because sometimes we try to take on somebody else's battle. Sometimes we call ourselves stepping into somebody else's battle and, and then neglecting our own battle. But for sake of time, well, that's good too. I put this, once we define our battle and the people who will walk alongside of us, then we need to, number one, develop a battle rhythm. We need to develop a battle rhythm. Because we see that, that, that if, if we truly understand the, the significance of what's going on in this world, we understand that there are some spiritual things going on as well as some natural things. That's why I love it. Jesus is in a boat chilling with the, the disciples. Yeah. Storm starts brewing. Uh-huh. Right? Storm starts brewing and, and, and the disciples are getting excited. They get worried. And, and Jesus is, is just relaxing. He's laid back, sleeping. That was like me. We were on a cruise and we were chasing behind a, 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 a hurricane. And the boat was rocking, going back and forth, back and forth. And, 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 and some of the individuals with us, they putting, um, getting that stuff that they put behind the air for motion sickness and, and, and they're you know, taking all the other stuff and I'm loving it. They said, how was your sleep? I said, I loved it, it was just so good. <laughs> I felt like I was being rocked to sleep. You know, I'm mad big, so you know, I, got, I didn't get rocked to sleep too long in my life. <laughs> my mother rocked me a couple of times, okay, that's it, I, kind of big. And then she got mad kids, so she got to rock one, rock another one. <laughs> but I was at peace, so Jesus is laying there relaxing, he's rocking, and, and they, they waking Jesus up, and he, they get excited and say, Lord, yo, how, can you, how can you sleep in such a time like this? See, when you're with a certain battle rhythm, what seems to be chaotic to people around you, seems to become normal. Because you understand, you start seeing certain signs. Part of the bathroom, you start seeing certain signs that becomes the norm. Right? So if you're out on the, 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 the battlefield and you're, you're watching the beat and stuff like that, and, and, and the commander says, wait. Right? And they give you, start giving you signals to prepare because there's some, something going on up front and you start getting to your position. Then you are prepared for that. So Jesus wakes up and he speaks to the storm. He says, look, peace be still. Because he understand that there was something spiritual going on behind the scenes that was causing this storm. We can even go back to Job, but we don't have enough time for that. And they said, what kind of, what manner of God is, what manner of person is it that even the storms respond? Even the storms obey. See, when you're walking with a battle rhythm, I'm not going to get ahead of myself. I'm excited about this. We live in some sort of spiritual battle, whether you realize it or not. And that rhythm can work for you or against you. And if you are not developing it correctly, your battle rhythm will be ineffective and taking you to the next level of spiritual growth and ministry. And some people say, why are we talking about this? There's something going on spiritually. And I will be wrong if I do not prepare you for what's gonna happen spiritually. All right, so for some people, this is a little too deep, a little too deep. (laughs) 
I got 12 minutes, I'm trying to pull the good, good pieces out. I got a lot of notes. Having a successful battle rhythm will give you successful Christian life. That doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but it does mean that when those battles come, we will be prepared and will have the proper rhythms to overcome them. And what do I mean by that? Let's go to Ephesians chapter 6. Now, I love how it's read in the, in, in, in the, in the, the Message Bible. See, because God has prepared the Holy Spirit to help us with this battle rhythm against the antics of the enemy. And, and, and you got to think about it. So, so let me give you some, some, some understanding of the context of Ephesians. So here it is in Ephesians, Paul is talking to the church of Ephesus and he's saying, look, there's some things that happen naturally. He said, but there's some things that's going to happen in, in a realm that doesn't even touch it naturally. So he, he said, let me prepare you. Let me help you understand that because without God, your success with the things of the spirit is futile. And he's talking to, to Ephesus because they're seeing spiritual move manifestations of things happening. God was moving in, at one point. Then you got the spiritual aspect going on at one point. And, and then all of a sudden, they, Paul comes and says, look, let me tell you how to deal with this. Let me explain what, what you need to do. And if you do this, you'll be successful. Right. If you create this specific battle rhythm and you're, you're prepared to take on certain situations, that's what I love when, when Jesus says, Jesus understood what was going on. He said to Peter, he said, flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. So he identified the move of the, of the spiritual realm. And I love how he says it. He says, a fight to the finish. And that about wraps it up. God is strong. And he wants you strong. So take everything the master has set up for you. Well-made weapons of the best materials and put them to use so you will be able to stand up to, do, to, uh, to everything the devil throws your way. This is no afternoon athletic contest that we'll walk away from and forget about in a couple of hours. This is for keeps. A life or death fight to the finish against the devil and all his angels. Be prepared. You're up against far more than you can handle on your own. Take all the help you can get, every weapon God has issued, so that when it's all over, but the shouting, you will still be on your feet. Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, and salvation are more than words. Learn how to apply them. You'll need them throughout your life. God's word is an indispensable weapon. In the same way prayer is essential in this ongoing warfare. Pray hard and long. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Keep your eyes open. Keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or drops out. So Paul is saying, he said, look, what you think, what you're seeing right now is nothing compared to what's really happening behind the scenes. And your success is dependent on the strength of God. 
He said, these are not just mere words when we talk about salvation, when we're talking about righteousness, when we're talking about peace, when we're talking about truth. These are something that are significant to, to, to build you up as an individual, to prepare you. And then he puts on them the responsibility of their brothers and their sisters. He says, look, don't forget about these individuals. Because sometimes we can get caught up and we forget and we start doing a pointing. Like, look at this Christian. <laughs> look how they're living their life. And he says, don't leave them. He said, pray for them. He says, so make sure, make sure that they don't get left behind or even drop out. So he's saying, take responsibility of the Christians. Significant. The worst place to sin is in the church. Because this church has the least amount of grace for their wounded than for those sinners that are outside the church. We're quick to kick them to the side. We'll even go to a point and say, oh, you're going to hell. Thinking that we live in a certain level. And if you look at our lifestyle, there's something, everybody has something in their closet. I don't care who you are. And you think because you're saved, the thing in your closet is not a void? No. But it's something that happens with God. See, we forget about, and I love it, he says, Paul says, we're, we're all sinners. So he says, take care of each other. But it's more about a spiritual battle. When you're praying for your neighbor, when you're praying for your, 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 your sister, your brother in Christ, it goes deeper than just the physical aspect of what they're dealing with to a spiritual. And we need to be vigilant. Also keep in mind that a spiritual battle rhythm may not look like the person sitting next to you. And this can help us stop judging other Christians. I'll say that again. Keep in mind that your battle rhythm may look different than the person next to you. And it's a help keeping us from judging other Christians. We are uniquely created by God. And therefore, we will have many common areas, but certain different unique battle rhythms. So number one, this is how you create a battle rhythm. This is how you create a battle rhythm. Number one, change your thinking. My father always told me, he says, stinking thinking results in a stinking life. Stinking thinking results in a stinking life. You want to change your life? Change your thinking. That's why I love it. Yeah, okay, let me, let me just say focus. And part of changing the thing is to make up your mind, I'm going to be committed to this. This goes back to the message that Dr. Menard talked about, preference versus conviction. Is this really a conviction? Is this Christian walk really a conviction? Is it something that you can't see yourself without? Or is this a preference? I prefer, prefer to be a Christian, but if it gets rough, I'm going to quit. Or is this I'm convicted? Change your thinking. Number two, make sure you receive correct instructions. 
Read your word for yourself and don't take it because the pastor said so. Say to neighbor, say neighbor. neighbor. Read your word for yourself. Turn to your other neighbor, say other neighbor. Don't just take the pastor's word. <laughs> okay, no, there's, there's seven. There's seven. I said five, there's seven. Number three, incorporate spiritual disciplines. You have to have spiritual disciplines. You have to have consistent prayer life. Number four, we're running out of time. Identify your strengths and your weaknesses. Understand who you are as an individual. Understand where you're strong and where you're weak. Because when you know where you're weak and where you're strong, when you're weak, when you know you're weak, is you know what buttons that are pushed that leads you toward your temptation. You understand where, where because some people try to be strong. And some people think, think that they're, they're, they're like Joseph Strong when he, ready, when he ran out. But so for some individuals, they can't even step into the room, forget a lot about it, run out. They're not Joseph Strong. They're not able to, to, to dodge the temptation. And sure, you look good. Come on now, we're being real. Like, they, they, just, they described how she looked. She was looking good. And Joseph ran out, but for some, you better not even walk into the room. Understand your buttons. Understand your weaknesses. It says in the Bible, no temptation is common to man. Evaluate your task. A part of the battle rhythm is called, they have this part called task duration. How long will it take for you to complete this task would determine the level of productivity. The longer it takes, the slower your productivity. And what do I mean by that? How long will it take for you to start? Because you, 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 we need to start having, where's your spiritual goals? I mean, I said this a couple of years ago. I said, everybody has, has you know, life goals. I want to I wanna be here at, at 32. I want to be here at 50. I want to be you know, uh, able to, to travel at this age. But spiritually, where are you? When do you write out and be intentional about where you want to be spiritually? And then the question is, how long is that going to take you? And Dr. Bernard always taught it. He said, don't mistake in motion for progress. A part of that is creating a, what they call a metrics. And this is business talk. But you need to have a metrics within your spiritual growth. And what is spiritual growth? Increasing your ability and capacity to know and experience God. Am I going too fast? Number six. Regulate your, your time. Basically, manage your time. Manage your time. I, 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 it's funny. Some people say, well, I don't have time for that. But when you really go to their schedule and they look at their calendar, I'm like, what about here? Right. Oh, I didn't have time to call you back. Right. Right. One individual taught me, they said, they said that I do not have a to-do list. 
He says, a to-do list goes based on convenience. He said, whatever I want to do within that day, I schedule it within the time slot. Because I know that I have to do it this time. I already allotted time specific for this activity. So if I'm going to pray, and it's not that you're not, you're not leaving with the leader of the Lord. Well, I like to live with the leader of the Lord. So when I want to, oh, I might just want to pray right now. <laughs> you know, oh, he said pray without Caesar. So I'm, I'm walking. Also. <laughs> Some people get real deep, you know. They get um, they're out there, way out there. You know, they're, I'm, they're too far from me. But there's, God doesn't look at you negatively if you schedule a specific prayer time. It's okay for you to pray according to schedule. And time is up, so let me give you this last one. Map it out. Map it out. What does your spiritual growth look like for you? What does, and they usually a good plan, they say start from the end and work your way backwards. Right? So map it out. What does this look like? I, I, I want to be at a certain level. And I'm not telling you everybody try to be preachers because some people try to be preachers as a scapegoat because they failed in life. Being a preacher, there's a specific calling, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, but for the most part, you need to be educated Christians, though. Amen. Oh, come on now. Amen. Map it out. What does it look like? What does your spiritual walk look like? What is, how many of you mapped out your spiritual walk? And I don't, I don't judge you because I know it's just not something I thought about. You, know, you just don't think about it. You think about it corporately. You think about it for the family, stuff like that. But spiritually, and the spiritual aspect is so significant because it responds to an unseen environment that we need to make sure that we are privy to. So we need to learn how to map it out. I got to stop here. I got to stop here. I know. Why? I think the Jets are playing that. No, let me stop. (laughs) I told told the church last week, here we go, this is the the reason why. I got to pull up the joke. My daughter sent it to me. I told you last week and I'm going to repeat it. It says this. There's a fine line between a prolonged church service and a hostage situation. (laughs) Come here, turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, change your thinking. Receive correct instructions. Incorporate spiritual disciplines. Identify your strengths and your weaknesses. Evaluate your tasks. Regulate your time. And map it all out. Let's stand. And as you stand, I... I, I 
all life is a rhythm and we are in the middle of a serious spiritual war. It is a fight to the finish and we know we win in the end. And so does the enemy, so that until then, his forces, powers, and principalities try their hardest to throw battles to us, all to get us to fall and to ultimately turn away from God. Many of our battles are different, but there are none that were new under the sun. Someone has gone through what you have. You are never alone. From death to disease to deception and discord, from family to friends and foes, from career to finances, from the mental and emotional health to justice for the nation, to overall happiness, peace and joy, there is a battle for all of it. It is not a game. So we must get serious about a spiritual battle rhythm that will keep us and protect us as well, walk in his purpose and keep our light shining as bright as they can. So the question is, what is your battle rhythm and what does it sound like? Does it sound like Jamal's, Pastor Jamal's chaotic battle? Or does it sound like my man Julian's nice rhythm? As we pray, start thinking about some of the things in that list that you might not be doing. Start talking to God and asking God, you know, that, that's a good point. I, I need to start mapping some things out spiritually. And I'm not talking about going back to school, but things are at the fingertips. You can Google so, so much. You have study Bibles. You have apps for this now. There's no reason for you to be ignorant as Christians. Ignorance is no longer an option. And what I'm feeling is I'm, I want to pray for a spirit of laziness. Well, against a spirit of laziness. Because a lot of us, it's not that we don't want to become better Christians. We just don't have the drive to do it. You can wake up and have so much more going on. Or you're just, oh, I want to sleep in a little later. Imagine if God said that to you. I just want to sleep in a little later. Imagine. It reminds me of this song, you know, don't wait till midnight. Your average Christian is a midnight Christian. Because when chaos comes in, that's when they want to search for God. See, but when you're dealing with a battle rhythm, you and God are already talking. You already got moving. Somebody asked me uh, uh, last year, they saw me out there, you know, talking and joking around people and I came in here and just started worshiping. They said, Pastor Mark, how do you, how, how do you, you know, just go in and step into worship like that? Because I'm always worshiping. Just because I'm laughing here doesn't mean that something's going on in the inside. So when I step into something, I'm already worshiping, so I'm just stepping into an atmosphere that's already happening inside my heart. I, I gotta stop here, I gotta stop here. Remember, there's a difference. <laughs> Father God, we thank you so much 
Oh, hallelujah. God, oh, there's a tug on my heart. If you're in here and you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, I'm, I'm talking about you, you don't know if you die today, will you end up? I'm talking to you. I want you to raise your hand. And, and whoever it is has been playing church for a minute. And the tug is very, I, whoever you are, I just, I, I'm, that's me. You're, you're talking about me right now. And I, I'm tired of playing church. I want, to, I want this relationship with God. I want you to raise your hand. I want you to raise your hand. And say, that's me, Lord. That's me. I want you to take that hand and put it over your heart right now. Say, Lord, I'm yours right now. Here I am, naked and ashamed. I believe in you. I believe that you died for me. I believe that you rose for me. And come into my heart right now like never before. I'm yours, Lord. Everything I am, everything I'm not, everything I will be, I'm completely yours. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, welcome to the kingdom of God. Welcome to the kingdom of God. If you want more information about that, we have our ministers. Aaron, can you raise your hand? He'll be up front, or you know, maybe he'll shoot to the back. By the, or he'll be up front right here, and um, he'll have a conversation with you, put some stuff in your, in your hands just to let you know what you participated in so you can get a better understanding. Remember, the more you understand, the harder it is for the devil to take it away. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Understanding brings security. Father God, thank you so much for today's service. Thank you so much for the way you moved today. The, man, thank you for the praise and worship from the choir. It was amazing, Lord. So Lord, we ask that you have your way. You're a mighty God, so we ask for travel and mercies to and from each and every destination, Lord. We ask for, for you to protect us while we are at each and every destination. Your will be done, Lord. We surrender our hearts and our minds to you. So for us who needs a little, a little igniting of the flame ignited right now, Lord. For us who, who need just a little fuel to the fire, we ask that you add the fuel to the fire. Give us courage, give us strength, give us, give us the endurance to run this race, Lord. Because like Paul said, this is about life and death. It is not something to take lightly. So Lord, we thank you for who you are. You are such an amazing God in spite of Lord, we ask for you to have your way. Anoint us afresh to move as you want us to move, to speak as you want us to speak. Have your way right here, right now. We surrender our all to you. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. All right. Say, say proud. This Bible, this Bible is our primary source of faith. This Bible is our rule of conduct. This Bible creates a lens that we see life through. As we leave this place with never God's presence, Jesus is Lord, period. We believe it, we proclaim it, and we're seeing it come to pass. God bless.